Hi, everybody. I'm Barbara Paulson, and you're listening to Midway, a podcast on why it's never too late to restart your life. I was probably 11 or 12 years old the first time I saw a map of my hometown. And I had this rush of excitement when I understood for the first time that those red and blue squiggly lines were the roads and rivers around my house. And even now, every time I look at a map, my whole world opens up. I see the connections between where I am and everything else. And I suddenly feel both grounded and ready for adventure at the same time. My love of maps probably has something to do with why I've worked for National Geographic for more than a decade. And it also explains why I'm both excited and scared about the next stage of my life. Because for the journey I'm on, there are no roadmaps. I need to figure out what the heck I'm gonna do after you leave. <laughs> are you all like planning on buying a flat or something? I don't know, we haven't figured it out, Nero. You don't need to I'm sort of going through a midlife crisis. Yeah? Kinda. I'm trying to figure out the next chapter of my life. That's me talking to my teenage son Miro in our kitchen one afternoon when we took a small detour from our usual non-stop conversation about his college applications to focus on what's next for me, on what I'm apparently reluctant to call my midlife crisis. What's the crisis part? I don't know. It's hard for me to get moving on so many of the projects that I say I want to do. Does this look like enough beans in the taco? I told you it was a small detour. Here's the fuller story. About a year and a half ago, I woke up one day and realized I was feeling stuck. What had once been my dream job wasn't doing it for me anymore. I was tired of my job, of any job, even a great one like mine, being such a huge focus of my life. When I made a list of what was most important to me, friends, family, community, or what I really enjoyed doing, traveling, writing, singing, and then tracked how I actually spent the hours and weeks and months of my life, they didn't match up. I've spent my whole career in journalism, was the editor-in-chief of a national magazine, and my love of narrative journalism is incredibly important to me, always has been. But as an editor, I wasn't actually doing the storytelling. So, for what seemed like an agonizingly long time, I've been searching for the perfect next thing. A new passion project I can pour myself into, while still making time for my family and friends for all that stuff that I've pushed to the margins of my working life. As a magazine editor, one of my skills is coming up with ideas. Start a food blog, make a documentary film on sustainable agriculture. Lots and lots of ideas. Report on human rights issues. But when it came to figuring out what I wanted to do next, being an idea factory was a liability. With so many options, I didn't have the fire in the belly to commit to just one, you know? So for a year and a half, I'd sneak off to get inspired at my favorite cafe. It's called Trist. It's in D.C.'s Adams Morgan neighborhood, and it's got cozy sofas and this great bohemian vibe. I'm going to have the uh, Santa Cruz bagel, but can I have it with red pepper hummus instead of cream cheese? And so after many afternoons of writing in my journal at Trist, what is the Wi-Fi password? On weekends and when I could steal a few hours away during the work week, it finally hit me. This, this transition I'm going through, restarting my life, that's the story I could tell. It's got all the relevance and drama and twists and turns that I coach writers to look for in strong narratives. 
I couldn't wait to tell my husband about this new idea, but he was away at a conference. So, my heart racing, I went home and decided to record my idea while it was still fresh. Okay, I just decided that I wanted to (laughs) tape myself talking about an idea I just had. So I came into the TV room and I put a blanket over my head hoping that this crappy iPhone microphone will sound a little bit better. Like most of my ideas, though, this one suffers from what I call the Google problem. Maybe there's a podcast to be done about this transition that so many women go through. And by the Google problem, I don't mean what trade experts mean when they talk about Google's monopoly on the Internet. I refer to the deflation I feel when a Google search reveals how many other people have already acted on an idea I've recently gotten excited about. Um, books on finding meaningful work and midlife. Wow, just look at all these books people have written on making a change midway through life. The Happiness of Pursuit, Finding Meaning in the Second Half of Life. How to finally, really grow up. I guess I should read some of these. Studies suggest that one in four Americans will go through a midlife crisis of some kind. Confessions from a midlife crisis. So, big surprise. There are hundreds, if not thousands of books about people making a change or finding meaning midway through life. Make the leap from a job you hate to a life you love. And I'm not going to lie and say I've read these books and none of them quite addresses what I'm going through because... I'm not even sure what I'm going through. That's what I'm hoping to figure out with this podcast, by getting out in the world and talking to people who are also midway between two worlds. So here's how I know I'm onto something. Ever since I came up with this idea, I wake up every day excited to go to work on it. I just know this is the story I need to tell. So anyway, I'm off. How do I look? You look good. Well, what what do you think of that? I I love this. I'm not crazy about uh, the boots because they strike me as a suburban uh, suburban housewife. Really? Yeah. You think they're styling, but they're they're uh, uh, middle-aged women trying to look hip. Ouch! That's my husband Tio, who's actually a very supportive guy. But, and I love this about him, he never lies to me. That evening a few months ago, I was heading out the door to pitch my idea for this podcast. And no, I wasn't pitching a startup to potential investors. I wasn't even pitching to editors at a radio show or website. I was pitching the idea at a brainstorming dinner with the very people I'm hoping might listen to a podcast like this. A group of women who, like me, are midway between careers, changes, roles, dreams. Women in the process of reinventing themselves of making changes in their personal and creative lives. Women who also might worry about how they look in the new thigh-high boots they're wearing. So you think I look like I'm trying too hard? No, I think you look great. <laughs> You've done a really convincing job of that. Okay. <laughs> All right, baby. You Break a leg. <laughs> Thanks. So yes, this podcast you're listening to is the first in a series that will document me trying to figure out what's next. Over the past several months, I've been recording lots of conversations in my life. Embarrassingly frank talks with my husband, my son, my friends and colleagues, and other people in a position to advise me on how to move forward. By the time I've produced six to eight episodes, I hope to have a better sense of where I'm headed. 
I'm going to be as candid as I can about what I'm going through, but I honestly don't know what's going to happen. So I'm making this podcast about the creative, messy, maddening process of trying to reinvent myself. And I admit, I'm mostly making it for me, but I'm hoping it might help you too. I'm calling the podcast Midway because I've become convinced that the midway points in our lives are the most interesting. When you're in between worlds, you still have one foot planted in the past and one foot pivoting out into an unknown future. It's those moments when you're most scared, but also most alive. So join me as I head out on the road to my future. Alrighty, here's directions. Start. Maybe I can listen to a podcast while I'm driving. Because that's my new business, podcasting. I'm Barbara. I'm Stacy. Come on in. Hi, Welcome. Welcome. Hi, Hi. great to see you. Come on in. That's Kathy, a friend of mine since we worked together at a magazine in Tennessee years ago. Now she's a published novelist who lives in Falls Church, Virginia, 30 minutes from my home in D.C., and she's also building a business as a coach to high school seniors writing college essays. I was grateful when she invited me to join this brain trust she's convened of friends in some kind of transition. What would you like? We'll be meeting every couple of months over dinner at Kathy's kitchen table. Tonight, there are four of us. Besides Kathy, there's Karen, an English professor who wants to get into diversity awareness training. And I really was watching the morning unfold a summer ago at Ferguson and just saying, We know too much for people to be this ignorant about one another. There just has to be better training, better contexts, more walk in the person's shoes. And there's Stacy, a former stay-at-home mom turned realtor whose kids have all moved out of the house. Easy Street. Uh That's totally an empty nester, like 100%. Stacy's life is great. She's a super successful realtor and she just got engaged. No! And so, as we finish up a delicious meal, it's my turn to pitch this podcast idea, which I have to say in my defense, I haven't yet talked about with anyone other than my husband, and it shows. Yeah, so your radio thing, tell us what you're up to. Um, So, I've been trying to learn about radio production, felt really good about the change. I sound so lame. But now I have to admit that I kind of got a little lost. What happened to all that confidence I had? I came up with the idea that maybe there's something that I could do. Okay, why can't I just come out and say, I'm starting a podcast on reinventing myself midway through life. About like these transition times in our lives. Maybe that's the story I want to tell. Right. Is like the story of what I'm going through right now, which is like uncomfortable and scary. Thank God these smart women jump in and map out my idea with a lot more clarity and enthusiasm. Here's Kathy. Which everyone I know is going through, but they're all my age. But, you know, empty nest or career changing or career ending. And it's huge. I mean, I don't think there's anything that's as huge an upheaval except like having kids for the first time or graduating college. I mean, to me, it's all comparable. That's what the empty nest has felt like for me. It's like, oh, my God, blow up my whole life. Well, we're guided through 
like we all have this you know set path we need to go to college we need to get our career we need to get married we need to have babies and then all of a sudden at the end you're like there's no roadmap there's no roadmap. right exactly. did you just hear what they said there's no roadmap there's truly no roadmap there's no which is kind of good in a way there's no right way or wrong way mm-hmm. but it's also really scary it is mm-hmm. karen even reads my mind about how i'm envisioning the podcast what if yes. you did like like a this american life about midlife like Ira Glass chooses summer camps and transit systems and, and, and he just has a theme or a word and like but all of yours had to do with some aspect of transitions, letting go or finding a passion. And you had radio I partners. I love that idea. Yeah. We all, all want to read and hear about ourselves. Okay, but wait, do baby boomers <laughs> listen to podcasts? Yes! Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm getting pretty psyched by their enthusiasm. But it's like I keep trying to talk myself out of it. I can't seem to stop airing my doubts. So, so here's the thing. Um, I'm really kind of committing to this idea that I'm going to like do a podcast about this transition that I'm going through, and I don't know, like, like I don't know where it's leading. It'll like, lead it, into the next thing. Yeah. Right. Know? But like, I've never done anything where I didn't know what the end point was. But that's you know what, what the I mean? coolest thing about it. Yeah. Because you don't have to have an end point, you know? Kind of like the idea of doing something that's about my journey sounds so, like, self-indulgent but it's and, not like, navel-gazing. and no, like because it's everybody. Uh, because it's true. everybody. My conversation with the Brain Trust makes me realize that my fear of coming off as narcissistic is actually a symptom of an underlying problem. As an editor, I've allowed myself to hide behind other people's work, other people's dreams, and not take risks in my own life. To do this podcast, I have to be okay with getting personal and even risk coming off a little self-absorbed. Because for all the women at that dinner table, this transition is partly about turning the focus back on ourselves. Here's how Karen explains it when she talks about a guided meditation class she goes to now. What I've realized about myself is any time that she's talking us through any kind of meditation where we're forgiving ourselves or being affectionate to ourselves, I just start to cry. Mm -hmm. And it has got to be because for so many years, who I was and really what I wanted on some deep level was not nearly as important as everybody else around me. Right. So this is this huge sea change emotionally. It just goes to show you that people do want to talk about that. My son was 16 when I started thinking about making a change in my life, doing work I'm passionate about, finding my own voice, listening to this group of women, to their sense of loss and yearning now that their kids have left home. It seems so obvious, but I hadn't realized just how much my desire to restart my life is driven by fear. I'm afraid I'll lose a big chunk of my identity after Mira leaves for college. I cringe to think I've reached the point when the term empty nest will soon apply to me. And that's what's made me frantic to figure out where I'm going next. Here's Kathy. When you're raising kids, you're very aware that this is your most meaningful life's work. Mm -hmm. So here it is, the most meaningful thing I'll ever do. And now it's not over exactly, but it's entering this whole new phase or it's a much less central role in my life, and I'm a much less central role in my kids' lives, which is exactly what it should be. 
But now I'm going to live all these years. Mm -hmm. And so what's the thing that gives your life this sense of meaning and purpose Mm -hmm. in the same way that raising kids does? I thought this podcast was going to be about my search for meaningful work. But now I realize it's really about a search for meaning, full stop. Because that's the everlasting question that we're dealing with now in transition. What's our purpose? Yeah, totally. What do we do next? Why do we matter? Why do we make anything that we do matters? It's all about purpose. As I left dinner that night and drove across the Potomac River on Chain Bridge to my home in AU Park, I realized there's incredible comfort in knowing I'm not going through this transition alone. The first line of Dante's Inferno reads, Midway in the journey of our life, I came to myself in a dark wood, for the straightforward path had been lost. You know, it's striking that Dante refers to the journey of our life. He's saying that sure, you may find yourself lost in a dark forest, but there are a whole lot of us on this journey. These women convinced me that sometimes having no roadmap can be a good thing, that there's incredible freedom in not knowing where you're going, and that it's okay, maybe even better, if you get lost along the way. Special thanks to Tio Furtado, Kathy McCleary, Karen Martinez, and Stacey Hennessy for their generous help. The Midway stories I want to tell are not just my stories. I want to tell yours too. So please email me at midwaypodcast at gmail.com. Now, in some scenes from upcoming episodes of Midway, I have a relapse of doubt about my future. I'm sick of, of wanting to figure out what I'm going to be. <laughs> you know, it's so stupid. And some National Geographic photographers inspire me to quit my job. You know, whatever you do in this life, try to find an area where you can be of service. It's not just about you. I'm not saying you have to be poor to do it, but be of service. And everything in your life will improve as a result of that. Thanks for listening, and please look for the next episode of Midway on iTunes in a few weeks. I'm Barbara Paulson.